when using tools, it's like uh, using a telescope. You're, uh, you're looking back in time. You're looking at content that is already published and ranked. You're not seeing what your competitors and what your, uh, you know, competing businesses in your space are doing in, in, on their blog. You're looking at content that, that they published one year ago. And if you only and always just rely on tools to look at it, you'll be always one year behind uh, your space because you're only looking back. You're not looking at, at right now and the future. We all strive for more nowadays, more traffic, more revenue, more growth. In this never-ending battle for more, it's easy to forget what's important. So what is important? Building real relationships with real humans and trying to be better each day without caring quite so much about getting more. After all, by building real and meaningful relationships, you'll have way more than you ever need. The SaaS SEO Show is a platform for meaningful connections and honest conversations with people who are real, hardworking practitioners and high performers in the SaaS industry. We're here to learn and get inspired by them, and we hope you do too. Now, here's your host, George Cassiotis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS SEO Show. I'm your host, George Cassiotis, and today I'm very excited to be joined by Amir Hasseidi. Amir is the head of search at Uscreen and is abnormally intrigued by all things marketing. He's also a composer and a pianist who's rarely loved by his neighbors because all he ever plays is atonal music. But cats love him, so it's fine. I think that this was the most interesting intro I ever done uh, to a guest. Uh, above all these things, Amir is a good friend, and so for me personally, and so uh, it's a it's a very good um, it's very good to have him on the show. Amir, welcome. Thanks, George. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And yeah, I'm excited for our discussions and conversation. Excited as well. Before we jump into um, some of the things that I'd like to discuss with you today, I would like to know a few things about your background. Uh, what has brought you to where you are today? Um, I think it's a very interesting story because I... Uh, yeah, I studied music back in music school, and then I studied, uh, you know, classical piano and music composition in uh, in conservatory. And then, you know, I think all of a sudden I ended up becoming a, you know, a, a, an SEO working at Uscreen, where I still continue to work at. And yeah, I, I think I just started there. You know, I started as a uh, very junior SEO marketer, and then I tasted different uh, things that the digital marketing space had to offer. And SEO was by far what I really loved and enjoyed. It was very intriguing and really piqued my curiosity. This uh, fact of like, we don't know how Google works. We don't know the full story. And as SEOs, we all have to uh, reverse engineering the intent, the audience, and the algorithm to build uh, solid, holistic strategies, and that really resonated with me. And yeah, I'm, uh, I got to where I am here. So yeah, from a classical musician to an SEO, it's been a crazy journey. What's up with uh, musicians and SEOs? Like, uh, I had many discussions over these these years that I'm into this this world of SEO and. 
it seems like a pattern nowadays. I, I, many, many musicians are or turn uh, into uh, SEO professionals. So I don't know, maybe there is some kind of connection. Yeah, maybe because music doesn't really pay well, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's, that's uh, I think that's one of the reasons. But also, I, I think it's it's about the the way SEO works. It's a uh, it's a holistic uh, uh, skill and work, and you need to uh, approach it uh, holistically from foundation to build. You know. Uh, essentially magic with it and create content and uh, rank and gain visibility. Uh, I think that that's close to how music also works. You know, you, the foundation is there, you know, you want to approach it. And also creativity is, is a big part. I think uh, what I've seen is that uh, a lot of musicians, artists that are really good marketers and just good SEOs are that uh, they use that creativity, they tap into that and they, uh, you know, do things that it may not be very conventional and it might be, um, you know, interesting campaigns and interesting ideas and they're not afraid of going out of the, you know, the traditional way of doing something and, and breaking the norms and experimenting with things. So that could it's, be it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that could be an explanation. Uh, so nowadays you are the head of search at Uscreen. Before we dive into the questions that I have for you and the, the very interesting things that I'd like us to discuss, could you please give us, you know, just an overview of what Uscreen is and uh, who gets the most value out of the product? Of course. Um, Uscreen is a very interesting product. We're at, uh, I think, the forefront of a creator economy and where also the web is going, which is video streaming. US screen is essentially an all-in-one video monetization platform that allows any creator business to distribute and monetize uh, their content. You could say that it's like uh, launching your own Netflix. Uh, so US screen gives the complete solution platform for creators, businesses to launch their own membership sites, streaming uh, websites to, together with branded apps, uh, with marketing, community tools, live streaming, all that package into one platform. So uh, creators and businesses don't need to go out of their way to actually uh, code or DIY the, you know, the streaming service experience and they can essentially, you know, use the turnkey solution that we offer to build that. And yeah, that, that's, uh, that's essentially the gist of it. It's a very interesting product uh, and the space is very also interesting and uh, creator economy is blowing up right now. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's very exciting to be in this space at this moment. And uh, a lot of these changes and uh, uh, the rapid pace of the industry was uh, because of the pandemic and because a lot of businesses were forced to convert to a online space and you know sell their content maybe monetize their videos it's sort of similar to what happened to the e-commerce space with shopify of the world uh, where a lot of the brick and mortar businesses had to go uh, online and maybe you know your bookstore went online and sold their books online uh, and the uh, same thing essentially happened with video where a lot of fitness businesses music theaters orchestra symphonies um, 
to you know just your uh, no average YouTuber and creator. Uh, they all turned into uh, video memberships and video uh, subscription to monetize their content and um, yeah, make make money in this day and age. As the head of search at Uscreen, I guess that you have access to a lot of different tools, SEO tools. And we both know that uh, many SEO professionals are very kind of obsessed when it comes to tools, using tools to do this, to do that, using the latest tool to achieve this and so on. I would like to know your thoughts when it comes to SEO tools. How do you approach tools nowadays? And also, hypothetically speaking, let's say that you start working on a new website from scratch when it comes to, to SEO. Do you need any tools to get started or um, you, you could take a completely different approach? Yeah, a really good question. I think uh, it's very interesting because you don't see uh, the other... Uh, uh, yeah, other... Uh, the, uh, digital marketing jobs and professionals being so obsessed with tools as SEOs are, uh, like social media managers or email marketers. You know, they have like a couple tools here and there, but SEOs literally have a bazillion Chrome extensions and they have like five tools for keyboard research and three tools for tech SEOs and, uh, you know, crawl and uh, crawl logs and uh, log analysis and uh, to a lot of different things and i think uh, tools do offer a lot of value uh, but uh, uh, they also if if uh, seos rely on them too heavily it, they also tend to take away a lot of your uh, creativity and things you may be may you, you should maybe thinking about as uh, it's funny, but because in, when I started, uh, I did, you know, love using a lot of tools for research and looking at different things and oh, the metrics of KDs and oh, how much search volume that I get. But as you know, as time passes, I find myself not really even caring about the keyword difficulties and uh, search volumes and all of those metrics. One, because they're not really accurate at all. Uh, and two, because they don't care uh, at the end of the day, they don't care that much in terms of uh, how much business a, a certain topic can bring, uh, bring to you. You know, you may get hundred, you know, page views a month, but maybe from that hundred, 10 of them convert. And you may also bring 1 million, but from those 1 million, maybe you know, five of them convert. So uh, there's a big difference there. I think uh, the, I, I see as I see as SEO tools as more of a, uh, especially the keyword research tools and uh, you know keyword clustering tools, all that as more of a idea validation tools where we could use them to validate what we have or maybe forecast what could happen. Uh, you, it, they could be helpful for content gap analysis and all that. But at the end of the day, I think it's, uh, it's up to SEOs to uh, understand their business, understand the objectives, understand the audience and the search intent, and then 
connect the dots. Uh, wh what does uh, your audience need? What, what is their search behavior? These are difficult questions, but as SEOs, we have to think about them and we have to answer them and we have to experiment with them, regardless of what tools tell you. If you feel like in your gut that, hey, my audience may be searching this keyword to, you know, find my tool, even if Ahrefs or SEMrush tells you it has zero volume or this, this keyword is bad to target, if you feel like that intent directly correlates with the business that you offer, you should go and rank, uh, try to rank there. Doesn't matter what tools tell you because the tools cannot tell you if a topic will bring you business. And, and at the end of the day, that's what uh, we do with our SEO. We want to bring business, not traffic for the sake of traffic. Uh, the other things that I always uh, usually, usually tell uh, people when I onboard them to my team is that uh, when, when using tools, it's like uh, using a telescope. You're, uh, you're looking back in time. You're looking at content that is already published and ranked. You're not seeing what your competitors and what your, uh, you know, competing businesses in your space are doing in, in, on their blog. You're looking at content that, that they published one year ago. And if you only and always just rely on tools to look at it, you'll be always one year behind uh, your space because you're only looking back. You're not looking at, at right now and the future. I think that even though most, uh, most of these tools have, um, or some of them at least have um, the capability of, uh, let's say, um, spotting a trend as, as it, it emerges, uh, most of them, especially for search volume, uh, rely on um, averages for the last, for example, 12 months. So I would say that obviously tools, metrics, uh, I will focus on metrics specifically, um, people should take them with, with a pinch of salt because they, can, they cannot tell you the, the, whole, uh, the full truth. But I would like to, um, to ask again the, the, the second part of my question, which was, if you were to start um, doing SEO, let's say, on a new website, brand new website um, today, and you had a good understanding of what the audience is and so on, what would you say would be the, the, the tools that you definitely need uh, in order to, to do your work properly? Yeah, I think it, it, uh, one thing that I would say is that it also depends on the industry and niche you are. In, uh, in a lot of, uh, depending, uh, also geolocation, a lot of the, depending on where you are and what business you're in, a lot of the tools may have a lot of data to, for you and they may have literally no data for you. Uh, so it's, uh, it's important to know essentially where you are and what you're doing. But, uh, but I think that the first step is, again, understanding the business, understand the objectives. If you do want to maybe it brings, I guess, trials or you want to convert people or you in e-commerce or you uh, do want to sell uh, specific, I don't know, coats or jackets, you need to understand the, the business and go about figuring out the content funnel and the stages of that the journey go, uh, the user goes through. 
you you need to think about the uh, the audience pain points at each of those stages what are they looking at and what what do they need is it more of an informational query that they're looking for maybe how to's or maybe are they looking for listicle you know uh, best x uh, software or whatnot or uh, are they specifically looking for your business or comparing it to other uh, businesses uh, all of these, you don't need any SEO tools to think about them. Uh, you, you really do not need any SEO tool to do that. You can start with zero and not use any SEO tool and just use Google and there is autocomplete feature and related uh, terms and the, the FAQs that it adds there. Use YouTube, use Reddit, use Quora to do your research and start uh, uh, building your content strategy. Uh, at Uscreen, when we started four years ago, uh, that was pretty much what we did uh, because our industry didn't have a lot of uh, demand. There wasn't a lot of, uh, literally, Ahrefs, SEMrush didn't have any info on some of the highest performing articles that we right now have. They were showing literally zero search volume for them, but we know now that they bring thousands of uh, visitors to our website that they do convert. Uh, so relying on tools, if we were to rely on do, those tools, we would never get to where we are in, in our journey. So that, that goes also for a lot of different businesses, new blogs, personal blogs. If you want to do something great, you know, use your own creativity and the audience that you want to target. Don't just solely rely on the tools. But of course, you can also, if you want to spend uh, and invest in the money into tools, you can uh, start with maybe, a, I would go probably with an all-in-one solution that gives you both tech SEO and maybe on-page SEO. And uh, yeah, most likely uh, my choice would be Ahrefs, uh, but also uh, SEMrush. Both are really good tools. Uh, Indeed. For new blogs and new businesses, they may be a bit of an uh, expense or uh, investment, but they're definitely worthwhile tools to have, both for competitive research and also keyword research. Uh, yeah. I think that what you mentioned um, about taking a look at simply the results at Google is something that I also tell uh, my team very often that in many cases, uh, in most cases, you will get the answers that you're looking for right from the SERP. You don't have to open any, any tools whatsoever because the answer is there. What Google expects to see for a given term, it's right there. Uh, Google is going to tell you, this is what I expect to see in order to rank a piece of content or a page or whatever. So I think that in many cases, the answer is simply there for, for someone to uh, to go and find. Now, speaking of different, um, uh, uh, let's say different stages on the, on, on a customer's life cycle journey. Um, very often I, I get to hear, uh, people comparing, uh, organic search and paid search. And they do that in an effort to come up with a winner. Um, but honestly, I, I believe this is, uh, this approach is, is, is wrong. I'd like to hear your thoughts when it comes to um, organic and paid search. How do you approach uh, those two worlds and what do you do uh, in order to have them, um, to bring them together? 
Uh, yeah, very good question. Um, I think they, they go hand in hand. There's really no competition uh, between organic and paid. Uh, for a business to succeed and scale, you need to have a, a good foundation and strategies for both paid and organic. Um, I do think that a lot of times what I've seen in uh, SaaS and a lot of businesses is that paid search and organic search, they live in their own separate silos and there's not much cross uh, collaboration uh, between the two teams, which is a very me bad miss opportunity for, uh, for the two, uh, you know, two, two teams to work together because at the end of the day, I think uh, both teams try to target specific intent, bring business, and their their missions align. It's the medium that they use to get there that is different. And because of that, I think uh, A is the communication. They need there's really need to be good communications between the uh, two teams. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't think paid is is that different from organic in terms of strategies, you still need to understand your uh, audience uh, intent, what they may be searching for. And, uh, you know, you, you need to start most likely with paid, you'll be more targeted and you'll have a more surgical tar targeting of what is exactly that will bring business to me. Because with, when you start with PPC, you want to bring business, you want to put some money, you want to gain, gain something out of it. Nobody wants to just lose money. Uh, so there, a, a lot of businesses start with uh, targeting those lower hanging fruits, you know, their branded terms and their uh, maybe the competitor uh, brand names and uh, intent, transactional intent type queries. But uh, yeah, but, but down the line, again, with PPC, as you scale it, you have to have a complete funnel. You cannot just, you know, for your for the life of your company, just uh, target your branded terms or company or competitor terms or, you know, you want, you'll have to open that up. You will have to build a funnel. You'll have to have a tofu or mofu and bofu in terms of your strategy. You need to down the line, maybe... Uh, target more of a how-to queries. They won't bring business right in there, but you'll build a brand uh, awareness, brand authority down the line. You can retarget them with the social ads. Maybe you can get their email and then bring them into your email uh, uh, funnel and then convert them to maybe a, a SQL, get them to sales. So there's a lot that uh, can be said and can be done with both uh, paid and organic. I think uh, alignment is really important thing to make sure that the two teams have alignment and you're, uh, you, you, you share the, you know, keyboard intent, keyboard strategy and try to really, uh, attack uh, different queries and intent, both with organic and paid. On Google, unfortunately, organic sometimes is being pushed down to below default, even if you're ranking number one. Now, as as yours, uh, we can be very pissed about that and very angry because we do put a lot of work and uh, effort into everything that we do to get them to rank number one. And if you're 
you have like four ads uh, at the top with a lot of, uh, you know, call to actions, then your number one ranking won't be that interesting to audiences. So that's, that's where, you know, if, if a keyword brings business, why not target it with both organic and paid? You're going to get your money back anyway, either through organic and paid. It's not a race, really. It's about, uh, it's about bringing the business with both uh, mediums and both tools that we have. I agree with you. And uh, I also think that there has to be an open dialogue when it comes to the uh, teams or vendors or whatever, um, both the, the paid one and the uh, organic search one. Um, and this is something that we are trying uh, to, to achieve with our clients as well. Um, because in many cases, what happens with, with us as an agency is that we are trying to work on the organic search of the, of the, of the things. And uh, in many cases, the client will have an agency handling PPC uh, and so on. And it's difficult because it's like we are working on completely different missions while the mission is one, you know, and we should be uh, working closer uh, together. So I think that uh, having, you know, an open dialogue is, is key here. I like to... And it's so useful to actually have that open dialogue because with paid, you can do something that you cannot do with organic, which is testing different keywords. You can, you know, run a phrase match, uh, you know, ad group and target a lot of the... Uh, Long, longer tails, maybe head keywords, see exactly what drives conversion. And then if, if it works, you can actually, you know, target it with organic, create content. You don't have to create a 5,000 guide to figure out if this actually, and, you know, means business for you. You can actually maybe put 400, $500 into an ad group, a campaign and gauge how much. Uh, uh, that uh, keyword or that topic may be worthwhile to you and your organic uh, strategy. So I, I think it's crucial to, for the two teams to really align to have open dialogues for them to to organic team to check search terms of the in Google Ads and for the Google Ads team to check Google Search Console and then see and GA to see which. Uh, blog post, which content, which keywords actually brings business. And then, you know, you can really target them well, both with organic and paid. I'd like to switch gears a bit and discuss something that I know you are very interested in, which is YouTube SEO. And the first question that I have for you is that we obviously know that YouTube is the second most popular search engine after uh, Google. And we see uh, very often nowadays, and I only expect this to, to increase, uh, videos on uh, getting featured in uh, Google search results uh, and so on. Now, the question that I have for you, the first question that I have for you with regards to YouTube SEO is whether or not it's uh, too late for a new brand, for example, for a new SaaS company to start creating content on YouTube. Do they uh, stand a chance or is it simply too late to start publishing content uh, on, on YouTube? I don't think it's uh, ever going to be too late to create content and uh, publish content on YouTube or any other social media or platform. Uh, 
will it be more difficult it can be depending on your niche uh, for example if you're in seo niche maybe it's going to be very difficult for you because there's a lot of seos and businesses but uh, doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it uh, video still is the best medium we have to uh, convey information teach people and connect and engage with people it's it's the best tool we have uh, an article is never going to be really even close to uh, how much uh, of a value a piece of video content can be um, so for ranking purposes maybe it's going to be very a, a bit difficult for you but uh, it shouldn't be only for ranking purposes if you want to invest in in a strategy it shouldn't be just only for search visibility it should also be for hey i want to nurture my audience i want to engage with them i want to maybe have a live stream with them and answer their questions and build that sense of community uh, rather than just use written content on a blog uh, in in 2021 and especially true in 2022 content marketing is not going to be just blog it's never going to be that video is a big chunk of that and if you're not really investing in video you're you're losing uh you're losing the, a big opportunity for your brand to connect with audiences to uh yeah to engage with them use them you know you can use videos for ads you can use them for uh, how-to videos you can use them for demos you can use them for live streams it's so uh repurposable and so flexible that you can use it for a lot of different purposes and it always outperforms the written content in every format that you think you can think of yeah video is a definitely a powerful format um and we have seen that as well um considering the fact that we publish on youtube uh, every uh, episode of the of the SaaS SEO. So, so I I agree with uh, with what with what you just said. Now, I'd like us to dive a bit deeper into that and um, try to understand what drives ranking specifically when it comes to uh, YouTube. What, in your experience, are the factors that contribute to higher rankings and higher visibility on YouTube? Uh, it's an interesting discussion because especially if you're an SEO coming from the uh, web uh, side of things to, sorry, to video, uh, you may think that, oh, I need to have like a really good, perfect title or I need to write maybe a nice description filled with a lot of keywords. Um, but it's not really the case for YouTube. Interestingly enough, uh, YouTube's algorithm is focused solely on uh, audience engagement. And that's uh, watch times, audience retention, how much uh, of your you know, content on your channel uh, user watches on average, what percentage of uh, uh, your videos get watched on average. Uh, YouTube is, uh, is an entertainment platform, wants to uh, hold the viewers, viewers attention and keep them on the platform now some of that is because they want to make ad money or maybe uh, upsell them to the youtube premium definitely they're in, in the business 
side of things, but it's also good for the YouTube uh, creator space there because if YouTube was a platform that the audience didn't engage with, it's never gonna, it, it was, it would never be what it is today, right? And YouTubers wouldn't have the audience that they right now have, wouldn't be making the money that they would be making. So YouTube success is the creator's success and creator success is YouTube success. And uh, in terms of, uh, uh, and that's essentially how the ranking works, right? YouTube wants to keep audiences on the platform as a, a creator and SEO, you need to ensure that your videos are uh, engaging and they're going to retain the audience. Uh, if, if they're not, you're not just going to succeed with ranking, uh, you know, adding some keywords to your title. Uh, we have that uh, video optimization side of things, which is like 80% of the pie. You need to create engaging content, but you also have that 20% of that. Hey, I need to still do keyword research, understand uh, what the keywords or intent to target with my videos and optimize your title and description. But that's really 20, 10%, 20% of it. 80% is that you create quality content. If you cannot do that, you're not going to succeed with that 20, 10, 20%. So it's a, it's a very interesting uh, uh, balance that you'll have to really make sure that you, you offer good uh, uh, quality experience to your viewers, which is not the case for uh, web SEO. As, as we know it, a lot of times you can't get away with low quality content and still rank high. Uh, with YouTube, it's, it's very, very difficult to read and do something like that. And at the end of the day, if something is low quality, people are much quicker to leave the video than a, an article. So they the opt out is, really quickly if, if it's not good for them. The thing is that, uh, as I see it, most people focus on that 20% that you mentioned because it's it's easier to tweak the title tag. It, it's easier to... Um, you know, add some keywords in the description of the video maybe, but it's, it's difficult to create a really, really good video that adds value to the audience uh, and so on. So I would say that people tend to focus on the, the easy stuff. Um, and obviously this is what makes some, um, many uh, YouTube uh, accounts uh, stand out because they focus on the, on the difficult things. And I, I don't think that, you know, when you have a great video, you have to worry so much about tweaking the, the title so that you make it more SEO friendly, let's say, or anything like that. A hundred percent. It's a, uh, I think it's all overblown how, how much of an impact a title can have. Uh, I mean, like, you know, if we're being realistic and if we check, exactly the content that we consume on, on YouTube, look at their titles and look at their description. A lot of good creators are not really putting a lot of efforts into their, uh, into the title or description optimization. It's all about, uh, the content. You'll see a lot of, uh, videos that essentially don't have description. Like the description is empty and title is just, just an average title. But you see the video for the creator, you see the video for the channel, for the quality and education or entertainment that you're going to get out of that video, not for the title optimization. And 
uh, and all that. And I think YouTube's algorithm is built around that. It's built to really push out those type of content to viewers, the content that really uh, holds the viewers' attention. So yeah. it's, it's really important to uh, think about the quality that your video is going to have and yeah, work on that. I agree on that. I agree. The last question that I have for you is that I know, I guess that it was a long journey, but you've managed to grow Uscreen from zero to almost 100,000 um, organic keywords and 100,000 uh, organic visits per month, according to AHS at least. I'm not sure how close things are, these numbers are to reality. But what I'm interested in is to know your thoughts on what will take you to uh, the next level. How do you approach content your strategy at this stage that the, the, the website and the company is at? Yeah, it's a very uh, interesting question. It's a di difficult one to answer because uh, as SEOs, we'll always have to uh, strategize and you know, come up with uh, solid strategies. We won't really know the the final answer or the silver bullet always is going to be a lot of experimentation. But not a lot will change in terms of what we've done so far to get where we are and what we're going to do to take the next step and um, scale our content and SEO engines. Uh, it's going to still be focused on targeting the, the right intent of the our audiences around the business uh, that we have, the strategies that we have, the product pipeline and where the product is headed and how we can align SEO and content strategies with the vision of the product, where the product is headed and uh, the, where, what type of audience we would need to bring for, you know, to, for the right fit of that product. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's going to still be focused on quality content. But definitely, as you, sorry, as you scale and grow your traffic, you're going to have to scale teams. You're going to have to hire more people, hire good people, which we're doing. We're hiring a lot of good people. <laughs> uh, but uh, you're, you're going to have to hire a lot of good people and uh, scale, scale the teams, uh, which, is a, is, which is a growing pain. It's, it's difficult to hire uh, good people and it's difficult to, uh, do those uh, to scale teams. Uh, I, I would say that's actually the, the interesting part of the, the growth because you would think that's a lot of strategies, but at some point it's, uh, it's about hiring the right people. It's more of like admin work of finding, attracting, and retaining the right people to help you get where you want to be. Uh, but uh, I, I yeah, I think it's it's more about uh, moving forward. It's more about the scaling teams, hiring good people, and also al aligning different teams, as mentioned, paid with uh, organic product and um, organic and paid strategies, as well as video. Uh, we're 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 gonna continue on. Uh, uh, solidifying our holistic approach to SEO, which includes a lot of different content from podcasts to live streams to videos and to written content uh, to tools to different types of uh, content uh, to be able to capture different uh, audiences in different stages of the funnel with different uh, intent 
we want to make sure that we offer them quality content uh, that uh, helps them to take the next step and become successful creators and um, make money doing what they love. That all sounds very interesting and really excited about the future um, of Uscreen and in general. Amir, where can people find more about you and get in touch? Um, yeah, you can find me on, on LinkedIn, uh, Amir Shah Zaidi, and uh, uh, you can uh, check us out at uscreen.tv, that you uh, uh, and screen, uh, TV. And uh, we, as mentioned, we're hiring a lot of people, so that would be my plug. So if, if you want to, uh, grow your uh, career, you know, check us out at uscreen.tv and, uh, you know, apply for your next position with us. I think you're going to enjoy the ride. I think that's the perfect call to action. So Amir, I'd like to thank you very much for um, finding the time to do this. Uh, I, I found it to be very, very insightful and looking forward to the next one. Thank you, George. It was awesome to be here with you and yeah, see, see you next time. Another episode of the SaaS SEO Show has wrapped. We hope this episode has taught you something new too. We'd like you to connect with us so you can keep up with all the new content that we're creating. Before you go, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast and over at our YouTube channel where we upload the video version of this and every episode. Until next time.